Good morning, there you are. Thursday, November the 16th. Here's what we're working on. This hour, this is pretty big, a tentative deal has been reached between the city of Hamilton and HSR transit workers. Simone is on that story for us. York Regional Police have identified a suspect in a murder from more than 50 years ago. And Jimmy Kimmel back as host for the upcoming 2024 Academy Awards. Hello, Jimmy. How are you today? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> about Jimmy Kimmel yeah, hosting pretty, the Oscars. They're, they're pretty yeah. pumped about Jimmy, aren't they? Might have been a little preview of my feel-good time coming yeah. up, so that's a, little, that's a little teaser for you. <laughs> Steve Reddick looking fine in pink today. How are you, sir? I'm doing, uh, I'm in the pink today. How's that? Yeah, uh, We've got a nice day ahead of us. Temperatures, uh, you know, five, six, seven degrees above seasonal. Fair amount of sun. Things start to change tomorrow, so uh, get out there and enjoy a nice day today. Let's check your traffic. Uh, a couple of minutes almost after 6 o'clock on your Thursday. Uh, looking at one of our cameras here through the Aldershot area, traffic is starting to build up right now, but moving along okay. And weather, not a factor. Down towards the Niagara area, we are seeing things as they are usually this time of day. Fairly calm out there as we go down to our camera in the Glendale area. If we can do that, there we are right there. And uh, again, a fair amount of uh, truck traffic, but other than that, we're looking in pretty good shape coming out of the Niagara area. Uh, we are seeing through Millen Road there into Stony Creek. Traffic's moving along at a pretty good clip and we're not seeing a lot of volume right now. And it's pretty quiet on the Burlington Skyway Bridge too, which is kind of nice for a change. Guelph Line starting to build up though. We watching that one for you this morning up by the Ford plant. Things are moving well. 403 west of Mississauga, seeing no problems out there. Glen Aaron Drive is uh, very, very quiet right now. And up by Pearson Airport, well, starting to see that traffic starting to flow into the area. 401 west of the 400, uh, as usual, has been busy this week. This continues on the 401 Dixie Road, moving along in pretty good shape. So good start to the day as far as uh, traffic is concerned. We'll tell you about the weather. I think you're going to like it. And a little bit later on, we'll talk about the fact that the weather may be a little bit nicer for Grey Cup Day than we've been talking about the last couple of days. So let's go over to the desk. Look forward to the, uh, look forward to that. Listen, this is some nice news to wake up to because a tentative deal has been reached with the city of Hamilton and HSR workers after a strike last week halted bus service. Let's bring in Simone Gavros joins us from a downtown Hamilton at the McNabb bus terminal with more on this. This happened in the middle of the night. So how much do we know Simone? Hi, Tim. Well, right now, we don't. it's unclear as to when bus service is going to resume. This tentative deal was announced early this morning, and it was posted by the city on X as to the information about this that was reached last night uh, over this tentative agreement. Now, the details about the deal are unclear at this time, but the city says the union will be recommending it to their members. 888 HSR workers have been on the picket lines for a week over the main issue of a wage increase and earlier this week the city reiterated that their offer to the union includes a 12.75 percent wage increase over four years now Hamilton Mayor Andrea Horvath said in a statement quote I know this disruption had very real impacts on people's lives and I look forward to the full restoration of service as soon as possible 
Now, the city and the union still need to vote on this tentative deal. The details as to when that's going to take place and when bus service is going to resume are still unclear at this moment, but the HSR did release a statement or rather posted on X this morning saying that those details are going to come shortly. Annette, I'll send things back over to you. Okay, thanks very much. Well, still with getting around in Hamilton, Metrolinx is going to reroute part of Hamilton's LRT plants as the city commits to converting Main Street from one-way to two-way traffic. So trains will now cross Highway 403 on a Main Street West vehicle bridge and then across Dundurn where a stop will be located. That means Metrolinx can scrap an expensive plan to build a new bridge only for train traffic across the 403. It is unclear if Metrolinx is going to need to buy up additional properties along Dundurn to complete this change. The city says it's still sorting out the details. Both Metrolinx and the city of Hamilton, though, both say the change will make streets safer for pedestrians. This will allow us, one, to enable and support the two-way conversion of Main Street. Um, it will also help us to improve safety for all road users. So we're looking at improving safety um, at for all of the structures, looking at multimodal design, making sure we're accommodating pedestrians, cyclists, rail, and road, um, all in this area. It was uh, directed uh, by the council to look at the safety of those two intersections, which are really complex intersections in terms of safety. So through this LRT design, we can now put the lens how to permanently uh, design this for more safer for pedestrians, cyclists, vehicular, and, and transit riders. Both the city and Metrolink say this new plan is going to save time and money on LRT because construction will be less complex, but they couldn't provide dollar amounts until all of their vendors are secure. Well, Hamilton councillors got a monthly update on the city's encampment response protocol. It says complaints around encampments have started to die down as more sites are cleaned up and maintained by park staff. As part of the encampment protocol, the city has given themselves three days to respond to complaints. As of October, they're hitting that goal about 74% of the time, and there are a lot of complaints. In September, the city hit a year-to-date high of 897. That came down to 680 complaints in October. The city says trespass notices are also down from 75 in September to 58 in October. But there was an increase in the number of complaints escalated to police last month with more issues around private property coming into play. The city says it's documented another 140 unique individuals who are now living in encampments, bringing the total to 343. But the city says this is consistent with more outreach, not necessarily more people living unhoused. Hamilton City staff say progress has been made as well in the last seven months with hundreds of new affordable and supportive units being added. During the General Issues Committee meeting, a report was presented showing that since January of 2021, 586 units consisting of affordable, nonprofit and supportive homes have been completed. 84 are expected to be available by the second quarter of next year. The work is part of a housing plan that was approved last spring. The report adds with appropriate funding, about 1,400 more units could be built over the next 36 months. Well, let the party begin as today it's the real kickoff to the Grey Cup Festival as fans from across the country make their annual pilgrimage to the Grey Cup City. No shortage 
of what to do in the Grey Cup Festival. But for Montreal and Winnipeg, they come here with one job in mind, and that is taking the Grey Cup home with them. Yesterday was media day, and for Alouette's QB, Cody Fajardo, being new to the team, he had to find his voice. I didn't talk much in the early part of the season. I just went out there. I showed up every day early to work. I did my job. I worked, uh, and then I just wanted to earn their respect that way. And I'm a very positive uh, affirmation guy and, and speak positively. And it hasn't been over the course of, you know, the last, uh, I'd say, eight or nine weeks where I just took on a little bit more of a vocal role to just help these guys and share with them. And, and I think sometimes when you have a guy speak every single time, it's almost that like, oh, here he goes again. It's in one ear, out the other. And I found that with leadership, sometimes you just want to not speak as much so that when you do speak, guys listen. Fajardo has taken advantage of his second chance after things didn't work out in Saskatchewan. Similar situation for the other QB. Zach Kolaris was traded from the Ticats, played for the Riders and Argos, be finding a home in Winnipeg. Now in his fourth straight Grey Cup, hoping to plan himself as one of the greats by winning a third title as a starter. It feels good to be back. It feels familiar. You know, we were here, uh, you know, like you said, two years ago, kind of in the same at the same convention center, you know, doing this. So, it, it you know, it's old hat in that respect. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a different – obviously we're facing a different team. We're a different team. Um, and we got to make sure that we take advantage of our time together here and, and make sure that's sufficient, you know, to prepare for a, a really good football team. Nicolaris is the reigning two-time most outstanding player but is not up for the award tonight in the falls. But his star running back, Brady Oliveira is as he battles against Chad Kelly of the Argos for that crown, trying to become only the second Canadian behind John Cornish to ever win MLP. Those awards tonight from Fallsview as the Great Cup party begins. 20 point deficit. Beasley banks it in. Oh it was that sort of first half. It was that sort of game in Toronto. The Milwaukee Bucks dominated the entire game against the Raps, despite not having the Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo in the lineup. Damian Lillard led the way for the Bucks. He had 37 points, season-high 13 assists. 128-112 was the beatdown. Toronto, slow starts continue. They fell behind by as many as 33. Scotty Barnes was the only bright spot, dropping 29 points. Poke down. Thomas has a look out front for Lourdes. What a pass. What a finish. Yeah, we turn to the ice with the Bulldogs back on the ice in Brantford at the Civic Center, welcoming, welcoming Sarni into town after Luca Testa tied things up at two. Nick Lardis would notch a couple of goals, including the game winners. They would sting Sarnia. 6-3. Dogs have won three or four, have points in all four. They're off to Ottawa on Friday. Miller. Oh. And it's Quinn Hughes getting lost behind the D. And he wins it. Woo, Vancouver Canucks continue to roll. Quinn Hughes, what a start for him. He scored the OT winner in Vancouver last night to complete the comeback, beating the Islanders 4-3 for their 12th win in 16 games. They're unbeaten on home ice. And three Canucks, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, Elias Peterson, Pedersen that is, still sit atop the NHL point standings with 26 each. Finally, Cy Young Award handed out last night. No surprise when it comes to the best pitcher in the American League. That guy right there, the Yankees, Garrett Cole, won for the first time in his career, received all of the first-place votes after leading the AL in innings pitched, ERA, and whip over 33 starts. Blue Jays' Kevin Gosman had the most strikeouts. He finished third in voting. Fourth straight season, a Blue Jay was up for the award. The Padres' Blake Snell won the award in the National League. 
Okay, let's check your traffic right now. 611 on your Thursday on the roads, looking in pretty good shape. And traffic for the first time this week is a little bit on the lighter side, so that's kind of nice. Let's check down towards the Burlington Skyway Bridge, which uh, yesterday was pretty busy all day long, even now. But right now, it's, uh, it's moving along in great shape, both east and westbound along there. Weather, of course, not a factor. As you get down into the Niagara area, it's uh, fairly quiet again today. So uh, that's some good news as we move up to Guelph line. Traffic is starting to build as we usually expect for this time of the day. QEW for the Ford plant. We are seeing uh, traffic moving along in good shape up by Pearson Airport. Well, it's busy, maybe not quite as busy as it was. So that's some good news right there. So let's hope things stay the same on the roads and we'll update for you in the next little while. But now let's have a quick look at the weather. So what we've got uh, on our radar is this system coming across here, which will bring snow to the north, but to us here in southern Ontario, rainy conditions but until then we've got just a gorgeous day ahead of us with temperatures probably seven or eight degrees above seasonal for most of us and uh, and some light winds a little bit of gusty winds but other than that we're in pretty good shape so it's a nice day ahead of us if you have an opportunity to get outside or you are taking part in Grey Cup festivities that's uh, a good weather ahead for us for Hamilton right on the freezing mark right now Grimsby 6 Mississauga 2 Toronto looking at three degrees as we speak and your almanac for today sun will be up at 714 down at 456 6 p.m. normal highs, 7 degrees, lows of minus 1. Minus 1 is temperatures this time of year. So the combination of high pressure to the east of us and low pressure to the west is bringing up all that uh, warm air, as it has for the last three or four days or so. But that's going to change as this cold front slides through, and we'll see some showers arrive tomorrow. Maybe a slight chance in the morning, but more likely the heavier rains are going to happen closer to noon into the middle of the afternoon, and then hopefully that system will move away. But what it's going to do is it's going to be bringing us uh, some high pressure, clearing the skies, but also a lot cooler air as we get into the weekend. But the Grey Cup week, uh, well, you know, Wake Up Sunday shouldn't be too bad out there at all. So today's temperatures, a quick look at the, a nice day today. 13 degrees, low UV, 20 kilometer an hour winds, mostly sunny skies. So a nice day to start uh, off uh, with Grey Cup festivities if you're doing that or whatever else you're doing outside. Let's look at things for now. 13. Why am I wearing this turtleneck today? Goodness, don't need that. Good morning, Emily. <laughs> good morning. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm what's, good. Uh, what's going on? Well, we're going to be talking about Jimmy Kimmel hosting the Oscars and what you saw off the top. Yeah. Not puppies. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> really? That's that coming. would be fun. That's we're, coming up too. Yeah. yeah. Well, we work in live television and, you know, sometimes the space bar gets hit at the wrong time. You know, it's those types of things. Yes. Uh, but yes, he is going to be hosting the Oscars for the fourth year in a row, so we'll chat about that yeah. on the couch. Okay, we'll see you half hour over there. I'll be there. All right. Okay. Coming up after the break, uh, let's get into some business news on your Thursday morning. And Canada's major grocers are again reporting double-digit profit increases. Latest on that, another biz news in two. Got some numbers for you. 616 on your Thursday. Canadian dollar down 16 basis points this morning, sitting at 72. Point uh, nine eight cents U.S. Gold's up over three bucks, nineteen sixty seven seventy. Crude oil down twenty seven cents, hovering below that seventy seven dollars a barrel. Off to Europe we go. Hey Europe, markets are down in London, but up in Frankfurt and down in Paris in midday trading. In Asia, markets were down today in Tokyo, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. Checking North American markets. Not big of gains uh, as the day before. The TSX was up 34, triple-digit gains on, uh, on the Dow Jones, and a very slight gain on the Nasdaq. 
Ah, so happy with us on this Thursday, November the 16th. Into some business news. And during the Loblaw earnings report yesterday, Galen Weston reiterated that grocers are not responsible for high food prices and are unable to stop inflation on their own. Meantime, the Loblaw company saw its third quarter profit was up more than 11% when compared to the same time last year. Part of that gain is being attributed to increased traffic in its discount stores like No Frills. Overall, the company made $621 million compared to the $556 million it made a year earlier. Now, the increase comes as food retail stores um, sales rose 4.5%. Now, its pharmacy arm saw an increase of almost 5%. And Metro's profits are up 14% from last year. Metro posted a profit of just over $222 million in the third quarter. Like Loblaw, Metro's profit was driven by increased sales at its discount grocers like Food Basic. Metro says the five-week strike earlier this year at some of its stores negatively impacted the bottom line by about $27 million. Well, as those profit reports come out, Finance Minister Christopher Freeland says major changes are needed to Canadian competition law to stabilize food costs. Speaking yesterday in Quebec, Freeland says she's ready to use every tool in the toolbox to stabilize prices, including tax policy. Earlier this week, StatsCan said nearly 7 million Canadians struggled with hunger last year. This fall, federal government called on the major groceries to stabilize food prices last month. Loblaw, Metro, Empire, Walmart, Costco presented plans that include discounts and price freezes. And critics do say most of the practices, they were already in place anyways. There are big changes coming for Canada's best-selling car. Toyota unveiled the new redesigned 2025 Camry last night. It's only going to be available as a hybrid. It's been available in a hybrid version since 2007, but consumers will no longer have that option with this new model. It'll combine a gas engine with an electric motor. Uh, Toyota also unveiled the Crown Signia, which is another new hybrid-only SUV. PepsiCo is being sued by the Attorney General of New York for plastic pollution. Now, Letitia James says the soda and snack food giant is polluting the environment, endangering public health after its single-use plastics were found along the Buffalo River. According to a 2022 survey by her office, more than 1,900 pieces of plastic and waste were found there. Among the plastic that still could be identified by brand, 17.1% were produced by Pepsi. A new study shows Disney had more than a $40 billion impact on the state of Florida last year. The study was released by Oxford Economics. It was commissioned by Disney. It highlights Disney's contributions to Florida jobs, businesses, and the economy. The study shows Disney played a role in supporting over 260 thousand jobs, generating over $6 billion in taxes and employing nearly 100,000 residents. It also says it's contracted roughly 2,500 small businesses. A study comes out as Disney continues an ongoing legal battle with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. I feel I had a big part in this. Mm. Mm. <laughs> do you want to do you want to say it or can I say it? Oh boy! Mm, it's yeah. a lot of money. There we go. A lot it of is. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Taking a break. When we come back, uh, yeah, let's see what's happening for the forecast from Steve Ruddick this weekend. What's right? going on this weekend? Mm. 
Okay, well, welcome back to Morning Live at 624 on your Thursday. And uh, we've got some problems on the Burlington Skyway Bridge here. Now, we can't get close enough to see exactly, but you can see uh, lots of red lights there. Uh, that's a, Those are brake lights. And we do have the Toronto-bound way, which is the busier way. Usually, uh, there's an accident on there. Two lanes are blocked, so things are going to be slow. And that will be quickly really slow backing up as we're watching this, unless they get it cleared out of the way. So that's one trouble spot right now. Again, this is as close as we can get to it right now. Coming out of the Niagara area, uh, no problems out there at all. But by the time you get to the Skyway Bridge, it will be certainly on the slower side. Up by Pearson Airport, traffic is uh, certainly a lot better than it has been this week. Still busy, but moving along pretty good. 401 west of the 400 looking okay. And just uh, back at the Ford plant seeing no major problems out there at all. Okay, we're going to have a look at our weather now. And we're going to head south first of all because our Emily Vukovic is in Florida Keys this week, of course. And each day she's visiting a different region. Today she's at Big Pine and the Southern Keys. And temperatures today will be uh, knocked up to about 27 degrees at Anchorage Resort in Key Largo, Florida. Just gorgeous down there. Okay, uh, we're going to have some sunny skies here, maybe sunnier than down there today. However, we're not going to get those temperatures. What we are going to get, uh, and this is coming uh, in the morning tomorrow, some showers. So the drive to work uh, likely will be a little on the wet side in some areas, but the heavier rains are going to come as we get later on into the morning. So as that system hopefully goes by quickly, things will clear up because, again, we're looking for uh, the opportunity to be outside for Grey Cup festivities. Uh, but after that, it's also going to get cooler. So warm today, and as we get into tomorrow temperatures will slide a couple of degrees and we'll really notice the difference as we get into Saturday and Grey Cup Sunday but uh, some good news there we'll get to that in a second so for now we're enjoying what will be a sunny day and we're looking for lots of uh, uh, warm air coming up from the south and uh, we'll be six or seven maybe eight degrees above seasonal but that rain will slide through tomorrow hopefully quickly and then things will clear up but after that we're getting into the uh, colder air coming your day planner today looks like this Temperatures up to 12, maybe 13 degrees, hard to say, but uh, we should see a fair amount of sun before things start to cloud up overnight. Your evening commute should be, again, a little bit warmer than it was yesterday under mostly clear skies and looking at uh, your seven-day forecast. Thing is, tomorrow is going to be rainy conditions and look at the difference in temperatures as we get into the weekend. But the good news is Sunday. We thought there might be some rain. Right now it looks like that's not going to happen. And temperatures, not 4 degrees, which we talked about yesterday, but looking at 8. So it's a little bit nicer. So that's the positive side to this whole story. We'll update uh, everything for you in the next few minutes. Now back to the desk. Okay, that looks so mm. much better than it did yesterday. Mm, 3 yeah. degrees better. Yeah. All right, uh, before we get to break and uh, wrap up our first half hour, thousands of baby turtles have been released into the Amazon River. Annette? Efforts to preserve the yellow-spotted oh river guys. turtles started 20 <coughs> years ago. And in 2019, the repopulation project was launched in the Peruvian Amazon. <laughs> oh, look at them. The project's already released 3,200 of these turtles this year, and in total, about 23,000 of them. Now, normally, it would take 72 days for a turtle egg to hatch. Global warming, though, has sped up the process. The yellow-spotted river turtle is on the threat of a threatened species because of hunting. Mm. Oh, look at them, they're so cute. Shell, yeah. Uh-huh. Kids, don't pick up the turtles. Mm. Let them go. <laughs> Turtly awesome right there. Wow. Feeling it. You Feeling are it. really. Feeling it. I've got nothing. You got nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> that never happens. I need to refuel on caffeine. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll have